Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. You are listening to Westplex 107.1. I am Brad. He is Shelly. And our web address, if you want to listen to us um, online, is westplex1071.com. We also have Brad. um, Brad, are you there? Let me see. Okay. So, um, anyway. (laughs) People are suffering. People are dying. Thank you. Thank you for that. Bend down and whisper in my ear. Bend down and whisper in my ear. Bend down and whisper in my ear. People are suffering. Okay. Okay, so anyway, today is Friday and it is the 30th of July. What does the fox And you're listening to BS in the morning. Um, Hello. What? Hello. Hello. Stop it, Brad. We're a day late. Hello. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. You know, every now and then I have to go outside and run the vacuum cleaner over the driveway just to make sure that my neighbors never talk to me. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. And sad enough, that is a true statement. <laughs> Shelly. Hi, Brad. I love to harass you. You know that? Yes, I, I, I know that. Have you ever figured that out about me? I love to harass you. <laughs> yes, you do. If I, it, gives you great, it gives me great satisfaction. Man, I got stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, I've been up since you don't want to know where. I, I was up before you were up this morning. That's amazing. That's a whole other story. We'll talk about that. All sorts of crazy stuff in the news. Joe Biden says another crazy comment, which I'm trying to find right now. I, I've heard it on a couple of It other... made no sense. No, no, no. He says something. Another thing that he said he did that he's never done. You know what? Oh, okay. It's one of these crazy things. It, and you know what's so funny about this is I have this worthless degrees. Two of them. Journalism degrees. Oh, my goodness. If Stop Trump it. Trump would say one Well, you're putting, you're putting your... Your journalism degrees to use with radio poop. Yeah, but then I get in trouble because Tracy gets mad at me and blocks me on her Facebook page and the whole bit. So. She gets mad at you anyway, regardless of what you do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, she got mad at the comment about the fact that she's one of the new shows on her our, our new station, which is yet to get on the air, is going to be the the blues towel guy, and he's going to do a show on how you snap a towel, uh, you know, somebody in the locker room. You ever had that happen to you? I have, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah, and do you know what's interesting about that? You know what? You know what? The and it s- does leave a mark. Do you know what the snap of the towel is? Do you know understand what that what that is? It's the um, breaking of the sound barrier. Exactly. It's the breaking. the The towel is it's the same thing. Like when you crack a whip, yep. like when you crack a whip in the air, it, the whip is going faster than, and the speed of sound is eleven hundred feet per second. And you go like, whoa. So when somebody snaps a towel at you like that, I mean, like, that can, like, talk about leave a mark. That could leave, like, like a 
you know, a welt, a welt, or like a laceration, you know. Anyway, yes, they could. Anyway, that the blue style guy is going to be doing that show on on her radio station. So she got mad about that. Huh? <laughs> you know, I, I I have to tell you, I it's one of these things where this crazy weird thing that's going on right now in St. Louis radio with all these people trying to you know one up themselves with conservative talk, and I don't know if there's the market for it. You know, I mean, you know, you and I. What, for five contemporary, well, excuse me. Conservative um, talk stations. Conservative station. talk stations. Yeah, I mean, you know, because, you know, you go in the city of St. Louis, there are no conservatives left. There are, you know, St. Louis City is like all Democratic. And you go out to like St. Louis County, St. Louis County is slowly but surely turning mostly Democratic. Like the only places that are like super, you know, you go to on the on the east side, Clinton, you know, St. Clair County, super Democratic. Democratic, you know, the only places that are really conservative are St. Charles Warren and Franklin County. And when you've got KOPW and Diane Jones, who needs another conservative radio station? <sighs> nope. <Mm-mm. laughs> You're not going there. Not even. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, important things I still have not heard. I mean, this is like breaking news. And by the way, we're not simulcasting. We're not trimalcasting this morning because of the fact that I'd, I will tell that story next hour. Uh, we're just on KSO. And we're on, no, excuse me, we're on Westplex 1071 and on uh, AM 1350 crap. But I've yet to hear what's going on with uh, ZZ Top at uh, Town & Country Fair, which is a week from tomorrow. They're supposed to play Town & Country Fair a week from tomorrow. Um, and if you know what happened, Dusty, was it Dusty Roads or Dusty Hill or what's his what I can't remember his name Dusty he's, yeah he's the guy you know in ZZ Top you can identify him because he's the guy that wears sunglasses and has a beard so yes <laughs> I'm sorry I could I couldn't resist that anyway he oh, ha- you're funny he hasn't been touring with the group uh, because he had hip surgery and apparently it didn't go well and that's they think that's why he he ultimately passed away but um, they had a replacement bass player and um, they, I know they canceled a couple of concerts. Hold on. Somebody just sent me some. Uh, Dusty Hill. Okay, Dusty Hill. Um, and uh, the smartest woman in the world gave me that. Uh, hold on a minute. She's going to uh, morning. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, they don't, I still don't, they don't, I don't think they know what's going on with that. And it's interesting because what happened, was it a couple years ago, two, three years ago at the Town & Country Fair, when at the last minute Leonard Skinner canceled and they got... Um, big and rich, and they yeah, were, they did. They were really good, you know. I mean, like it was like, okay, who needs? And the crazy thing about that, if you know the story behind Leonard Skinner, Leonard Skinner was a bunch of guys. You know, you know where the name Leonard Skinner came from? I do not, but I know of Leonard Skinner. That was their gym teacher, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, Leonard. They 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 changed the 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 spelling, but his name was Leonard Skinner, so they changed it around. And it was their gym teacher in high school. And a bunch of these guys went to high school together. And remember, they had the terrible plane crash where several of them were yep. killed in the plane crash. And then they vowed, we're never going to, Leonard Skinner's dead. We're or not dead. We're, it's, we're gonna, there's never going to be another Leonard Skinner. There's never going to be another Leonard Skinner concert. And, and then all of a sudden, the group that was touring had like 42 people in it. They're like eight women and, and, and 36 guys. I'm going like, okay, that's not like Leonard Skinner that I remember. You know, it was like five dudes or something like that. Anyway, um, 
at the last minute, somebody got sick. One of the I'm going if they got 46 people, if 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 10 of them got sick, they could still put on a concert. Uh, anyway, they got sick at the last moment and they con- and they canceled it. And then supposedly the story was they called up like some talent agent said, "Hey, we're the town and country fair. We you know we've had Leonard Skinner cancel us. What do you have?" Well, how about Big and Rich? Yeah, we'll take Big and Rich. So they'd show it up like the next day. I mean, how amazing is that? I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? I do. And 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 John Rich, he's like a big dude in Nashville. I mean, like he's like heavy duty. You know, he's no he's no lightweight. Um. Anyway, so I'm getting weird texts here. It sounds like it. Yeah. Do you want to enlighten us? Well, the people are asking about KSLQ and 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 it's back up and we'll talk about that later. Talk about customer service failures with uh, internet companies. And I'm not here to call out anybody CenturyTel, uh, CenturyLink, Lumen, whatever your name is. I will never say anything bad about you. Your customer service Century sucks. CenturyPi. Right. Whatever <laughs> they are. Anyway. Uh, Lots of stuff to talk about here. I gotta make you know. I've been I've been driving all morning. You know, normally I get up. You know, my stupid phone. You hear that stupid thing? I buy these stupid lightning cables that last like. If I buy, I go to Micro Center, and I say to the guy, you know, the 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 official iPhone, Apple Micro, you know, lightning cables are like thirty two dollars a piece. I go, oh no, use this one. It's great. I've had three of these, and they last me forever. So I bought one of them. It lasted three days until it broke. I'm going like, okay, not taking his advice anymore. Um, but you don't have the problem with with because uh, you can just go out and buy it. What do you have a, a, a you know you have a, like a USB mini or micro? That it's the C. You have the C. Um, yeah. Which you know you can buy anywhere cheap. Of course, if you yeah. if you buy the good like I'm telling you, if you buy the good uh, Microsoft or nothing good at good Apple Lightning connectors cables they're like $32 and that gets you a six inch cable if you get like a one foot cable it's $48 you get like a three foot cable it's $110 I mean it's just like crazy weird stuff uh but yet uh anyway uh I won't talk about that um we'll talk about Joe Biden the crazy statement he made yesterday and did you hear this now that you know what he he, he made this speech yesterday I'm thinking to myself I'm the stupidest guy and he in, took questions well I'm the stupidest guy in the world because I bust my butt to get my COVID-19 shot. I should have waited till all the good stuff comes out. Now, supposedly, he's saying everybody that gets a shot gets 100 bucks. I mean, what? What is this? You know, remember... There's going to be a lot of back pay going on I'm in going the Gov. On. No, 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 no. They're not doing back pay. They're saying, if you haven't gotten your shot, get it now. We'll give you $100. Okay? I drove to... I remember I told you that dude who was in the Post-Dispatch or where he was complaining. He, he, he sued the state or he sued somebody. I had to drive 62 miles to get my my COVID-19 shot, and I think you should reimburse me for my mileage. I drove to Raymore, Missouri twice. Raymore, Missouri is like three miles east of the Kansas state line, and it's like 30 miles south of Kansas City. So not only do you have to go to Kansas City, you go all the way, you know, 70 to Kansas City. Then you go south another 30 miles. That's Raymore. That's where I went twice to get my shot, and this dude – I, I had to drive 32 miles. I should be able to get mileage for that. That's about right. Does he work for the government? <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, he works for the government. Uh, funny, 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 Shelly. Okay. 
Is it time for a break? Yep, 625. You mean I can't talk about Tracy Ellis anymore? 625. <laughs> I can't talk about uh, uh, Diane Jones anymore? 625. West Plex 107.1. Hold on a minute. My phone's going off there. Apologize for that. Are you there, Shelly? I'm here. You know, it's interesting. I had someone text me the other morning that say they were amazed to find out that you're not in the same studio with me. Because remember we Why, talked. Because you're still alive. <laughs> yeah, you haven't choked me. <laughs> you still have all your appendages. <laughs> yeah, you haven't. You haven't <laughs> grabbed me and choked me. I can't stand what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I've been up since two o'clock this morning. So pardon me if I get a little bit weird. You know, I tell you what, it's right now it's it's lunchtime for me. <laughs> you know, where's my pizza? Um, you know, and you know what? Yesterday I went to McDonald's. Can I can I tell you this? I went yeah. to McDonald's and I got it I got the order right. I mean, not that I didn't get the order, you know, that I didn't give it to they them. They got right. the order right. Yeah. McDonald's used to have see what's so crazy about this is they talk about goofy pricing. Okay. I used to have this situation with my daughter. My daughter, when I used to get them, you know, when she was still at home, like when she was in high school. She would say, I want the double cheeseburger meal from McDonald's, okay? And at the time, the double cheeseburger meal was a cheeseburger with two patties of meat and two pieces of cheese. No, I think I only had one one piece of cheese on it. French fry and a drink. And it was like three forty nine. But yet, you could get two cheeseburgers and a French fry and a drink for two ninety nine. And I would say to her, I'm not going to buy you the double cheeseburger. I'm going to buy you the two cheeseburger meal. And she goes, no, I don't I want a double cheeseburger. I go, take two of that cheeseburgers, take the bun off one of them, take the, the meat and the cheese off the one of them, put it between the other buns on top of the other, you know, patty of meat and cheese, and it's a double cheeseburger and it's 50 cents cheaper. Now, think about that. Why is that? Why is something that has marketing but but why is it that it you get you get you get more for less if you buy if you buy but they but you know what i'm saying like i do and that was the argument i said i said i don't get it and she go well i don't want i don't want to have to do that i go how hard is it to open up convenience costs man cheeseburgers like have you ever tried to eat well i'm talking to you but have you ever tried to eat clean eat clean I'm yeah, so, I'm sorry. You know, like fruits and vegetables, what, better choices. What language are you speaking? Not eating like a <laughs> like a toddler. What what know. what language are you speaking? I don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> anyway, it's very expensive <laughs> to eat well. No, you just what you do is you just drive down a country road and you just sneak into the farmer's field and you grab a ear of corn, you know, fresh off the stalk, right? You know, and you go over to you know the. Vegetable garden. You know, there was a gentleman that worked for my husband, and um, he <laughs> he used to call uh, squirrel uh, Jesus meat because his daddy, he grew up in a really large family yeah. in the South, and yeah. his daddy would drive around, and they'd hit, they he'd see a squirrel, and he'd speed up, and he'd bloop. Go over the squirrel, and his daddy would say, "Thank you, Jesus." And they'd get out and they'd get the squirrel, and they'd eat it for dinner. Yeah, I do the same thing. You would, or you do? Oh no, no, I drive around, and every once in a while, there's like a Big Mac 
you know, walking across the street. I run over it. <laughs> I've never seen a Big Mac I didn't like. <laughs> and I go, I scrape it off the highway. Oh man, that was good. That's a Jesus. <laughs> that's a Jesus Big Mac. Thank you, Jesus, for that Big Mac. And oh, oh my, you know, true. one time I was driving down a highway, and a Domino's pizza flew by me like a like a like like a frisbee, and I chased it down a highway and I ran over it. And <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm I'm done talking to you. Dude, okay, I just thought of something from my traffic reporting days. What's that? <laughs> Alan Barklage. Do you remember Herb Humphreys from Channel 4? I do. A great big dude. You know, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how big he was, but I do remember him. <laughs> One day, Alan Barklage is on the air, and he comes up on this stalled car. It's like on Southbound 270. And he goes, he says, I think I see a stall. I think I see what the problem is. He's like flying south on 270. He couldn't quite, you know, he's, he's on the air live. And I says, I, traffic's backing up here at southbound 270 to I can't quite see what it is. And he says, I'm getting closer. He says, oh, it's either a stalled Volkswagen or Herb Humphreys. <laughs> Herb Humphreys was like Alfred Hitchcock. Herb Humphreys was a reg, rather large newsman. And he was. had incredible credentials. This guy was like, if you know the Patty Hearst thing, you know, and people go like, what? What's he talking about, Patty Hearst? Uh, the SLA shootout. Herb Humphreys, Humphreys covered that live on the air for a TV or radio station, literally was crawling around with rifle shots over his head. I mean, they're shooting at every, if you know the whole weird story. They're, you know, yeah. they, they cornered these these crazy weird, you know, Patty Hearst and the whole bit. Herb's out there crawling around on his belly reporting live you know, with with bullets flying over his head. Now that is a news dude. You know what I'm mean? telling you? That's a real news newsman. Not these guys who come into the studio. Like I've told the story before that Patrick Emery, where he didn't wear any pants. Didn't I ever tell you that? Yeah, he wore shorts. Well, you know, don't make it sound like that. Short, Brad. Shorts and flip flops. He had like his suit yeah. jacket. He had his suit jacket. That's on. like every controller out there. But see, the air traffic controllers. Yeah. What did they? They didn't wear pants. <laughs> They wore shorts and flip-flops. Get out of here. T-shirts. Seriously? When they took away the, the dress mandate, yep. Shelly is a former FAA person. So you're telling me the guys in the tower who are who are have have our lives in their hands are up there in T-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops? Not anymore, but they were back well, in the 90s. Well, hold it, hold it. They, they, they have a dress code again now? No. They just can't wear flip-flops and shorts. But back in the 90s, the dudes were up there, the air traffic controller, with shorts and flip-flops? Yes. And a t-shirt? Yes. Seriously? How did that happen? Brad, I've said yes five times, yes. Okay, but I thought in most places, like especially government, you can't wear open-toed shoes because of, you know, safety crap. You know what I mean? You got to wear, someplace you got to wear steel-toed boots. I mean, I don't know too many places you can walk <laughs> I've around. I've had to wear steel-toed boots, but they don't need to because they're actually not in a position where they would uh, hurt themselves, <laughs> mostly. That's what she said. Uh, so, mostly. <laughs> so they're up there in the tower, or at least they're 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 calling out those planes. You know, TWA 552, runway 30 left, you know, clear to land. So they're doing that, at least they used to, in shorts and flip-flops and a T-shirt. Yes. Not all of them. But some of them, yeah. Oh, God. It, 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 I, I guess, I guess they were just mimicking what everybody dresses up to fly in Southwest, right? <laughs> 
Probably. <laughs> or, or at least... I don't think they do that anymore. See, for what for a long time, the technicians were required to wear a shirt and tie. What? Hold on. So if you're out out working on equipment, you have to wear a shirt and tie. You used to, yes. Well, you know, most places where you're where like I remember this, you know, friends of mine that worked in factories and things like that. You never were allowed to wear a tie because your tie could get caught up in a piece of machinery. You know what I mean? Like if you're like I do know what you mean, but and it's that that was actually before my time. That was BS. Yeah. Well, it's it's just like what's so crazy about this is if you look at like pictures of like people going to the ball games like in the fifties, the forties and fifties. They used to dress as as they did when they. Uh, flew. The women are in dresses. The dudes are like in suits and ties with a hat on. Doris. Yep. Yeah, I'm going like, okay, now you're lucky people have any clothes on at all. You know, you're you're behind the gal who's got who's got the short shorts and the tank top. You know, I'm going, oh, but not anymore. You can we talk about that? The Cardinals. Here we go, masks again. Is this so weird or what? I mean, oh god. And and then oh, we'll talk about this. Is I'll put in my list for next hour. Once again. We look like boobs all over the country. Because you know why? This thing that why? happened Tuesday night at the St. Louis County Council Chambers. What's that? They had the big throwdown where, you know, once again, they're fighting against against Dr. Page. Um, you know, and this Faisal Khan guy who, depending upon what day it is, he's a doctor. One day he's a doctor, next day he's not. He claims that he was racially assaulted um, during this, this event. And he was what? Racially assaulted. He's Where? When? At this county council meeting on Tuesday. And this has gotten to be a national news story. National, oh, really? Yes. St. Louis County you know, the Director of Health is racially assaulted at council meeting. And supposedly com- someone referred to him as a brown B-word. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, now, here's, here's a stupid question. I'm going to ask you a weird question. And I mean this sincerely. Okay. If you get mad at me and you call me a big white jerk, have you just racially assaulted me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't know. <laughs> but that's the question. But if you call him a big brown jerk, he says he's been racially assaulted. Maybe that's how he feels. I don't understand this whole thing. I go back to, I'm I'm going to find that... that that speech by Dr. Martin Luther King. I mean, where he talks about, you know, don't judge us by our appearance. Don't judge us by our skin color. You know, and, and, and quite honestly, I, I grew up with that. And and I do firmly what, believe... What, judging by your skin color or not? No, not judging. I mean, I do... See, I did too. I, firm, I firmly believe in that. And not only that, I mean, how many times have I told you, I'm the fan of the underdog. I'm the fan of... Of the the guy who comes here from some foreign country with two dollars in his pocket, works his butt off, and you know, and twenty years later he's a millionaire. I mean, that guy's my hero, and I don't care if he comes from Iraq, Iran, Pakistan, you know, Africa, you know, Ethiopia. I don't care. You know, I mean, like like for example, you worked, you had your taxi company at the airport. If you go out to the airport now, if they still have any planes out there. I mean, most of the taxi guys, they're like from like Iran, Iraq. They're they're all mo- they're Muslims. And I, I said this on the air once, and you got mad at me, but it's honest to God truth. You know where they queue up along uh, Air Cargo Drive out there? 
You know what I'm talking I'm sorry? about? sorry. You know where they queue up along Air Cargo Air, on an east terminal, they queue up along Air Cargo Drive. Yeah, that's they, called the back 40. Okay, they line up along where it used to be the old post office. The old post office is gone. It's right. A, it's a parking right. lot. Okay, they line up along there. I have been by there when the guys are out with their prayer rugs, you know, doing their daily prayers. Okay? No problem with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I'm thinking to myself, these guys are busting their hump out there trying to get a job or, you know, work, you know, driving a cab, trying to make money what, what they have. And it's funny. I heard a guy on another radio station say, which is sort of funny. I'll hold it till next time. Talking about the guys working the sign. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> it was a pretty funny comment. Um, and then I got sad news this morning, too. We'll talk about that. One of a, oh. a great radio guy passed away. Wednesday. I'm sorry for that. I, I, so am I. A lot of people will miss him. As a matter of fact, he was, uh, I think he was on vacation. See, that's what happens when you go on vacation. Bad things happen when you're on vacation. 646. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't resist. <laughs> that would be, what's the name of that song again? <laughs> Super Lonely. Super Lonely. <laughs> okay. World's Smartest Woman just sent me this article. Okay. You're going to die when I read this to you. Are you ready? And this, is, this is an honest-to-God true story off of NBC News, okay? Keep in okay. mind, Shelly used to work for the FAA. And your husband, he just retired, what, a couple years ago? Yes. He was a bigwig for the FAA for a long time, right? He, he Yes, he, he moved his way up, yes. Okay. Here is the story given to me by the world's smartest woman. As the job gets more advanced, the FAA is aiming to hire 18 to 30-year-old gamers for the next generation of air traffic controllers, all part of its new Level Up hiring campaign. The agency says gaming techniques like concentration, spatial awareness, and coordination translate to high-stakes roles of an air traffic controller. They're looking for gamers. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I Did don't... you turn your son onto that? <laughs> well, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if that's the best thing. Because if... What if they pull up a machine gun and like start firing, you know, firing bullets at like the planes that come in, or like if they start throwing hand grenades, or you know, or or you know, you know, Luigi, uh, you know, you know what I'm telling, you know what I'm saying? You don't get what I'm uh-huh. saying. You don't get what I'm saying. <laughs> the Ouija board. No, Luigi. You know, like what? Oh, Super Mario Super, yeah. Brothers. <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie there's this guy and I sent him an email and he won't respond because he probably knows who I am um, his name is Kelsey I don't know his last name but he's a 747 pilot and he he has this YouTube channel and he's really very good at what he does and he, he gives you like behind the scenes like what it's like to be a pilot and he's primarily a cargo pilot flies because there aren't you know as the years go by there are fewer and fewer and fewer 747s being used for passengers matter of fact my complaint is or not my complaint my one of the things that I've disappointed in my life was I was wanted to fly in a 747 and I never have and I don't think there are any 747s flying domestically anymore you I don't think you can jump on an well in, in Lambert you can't jump on anything you know bigger than a Cessna 172 because that's all they fly out of you know it's Lambert anymore but back in the day they had you know L-1011s and DC-10s and, and 747s uh, they were busy you know, I think come, we were 11 in the nation no one point in time St. Louis was in the top 10 when I was flying traffic it was like number six or number seven it was crazy that's about right yeah, yes it was crazy time okay so anyway um he does these things where he he like does these videos and he sort of gives you sort of behind the scenes stuff and he's got one one series of videos 
It's like air traffic controller fights where the pilots are fighting with the air traffic controller. Okay? <laughs> like, dude, it's not like, it's like sort of going up in front of the judge in traffic court and arguing with the judge. Even if you're right, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, when, yes. when you're a pilot and you try to contradict the air traffic controller, even if he's wrong, you're wrong because of the fact that he's the authority. Now, do they make mistakes? Yeah. But so do pilots. You know, how many, I mean, what's crazy is you watch these videos where they dissect these, you know, these plane crashes and like the majority of them are pilot air. Crazy goof. It's just like, I don't know if you ever read the story. It was these two guys flying a regional jet and um, they were flying it back with no passengers in it. And they decided, hey, let's see how high we can go. And if you know anything about aircraft, there's like the manual that tells you, you know, do not do this, do not do that. Matter of fact, in most aircraft, there is a what they call a VNE, velocity never exceed. In other words, if it says, like in the helicopters I used to fly, I think the VNEs were like 160. And you, if you went 165, you could have that thing come apart on you. I mean, they were designed to fly 160, not 165. And there's these two pilots that were deadheading a plane. They were repositioning a plane. They had no passengers on. They decided, hey, let's see how high we can go. So they went up to like 45,000 feet, and this plane was not designed to go that high. And something happened where the engines got starvation from the fuel because the fuel froze. Because when you get up real high, it's super cold. And... Then they hit like they were at like forty five thousand feet, and like the maximum service ceiling for this aircraft was like thirty four thousand. They were like ten thousand above where they should have been, and the engine, both engines stopped, and they couldn't get them restarted, and they crashed. Oh dear! And they crashed, and on the way down, they're trying to restart the engines, couldn't get the engines restarted, couldn't, and, and they're coming down like a rock. You know, when you're forty five thousand feet, you know, right. and apparently, and also he was trying to, what do they call it, dynamically start the engines. Where, where you nose the aircraft over and the air flowing through the engine will restart it. These were like turbines or something like that. I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. You see all these cr- crazy weird stories about guys who crashed. And, you know, it's most of it's like pilot air. And you'd be surprised, you know, like even like these guys have been flying for thousands of hours. Sometimes they just make, you know, goofy, stupid decisions. Like, okay, like I made this goofy, stupid decision 22 years ago by radio stations. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's six fifty-seven. And I've been suffering ever since. It's like, it's like I've been. It's like you know, you know that movie, um, Groundhog Day. I do. I've had Groundhog decades. Two of them. Six fifty-eight. Forgive me for what I'm going to say because I've been drinking Hennessy. Hey, Shelley. Brad. Will you do something for me? Depends on what it is. Please. Okay. Bend down and whisper in my ear. Okay, get real close. Are you close? No. no. Have you heard the latest Joe Biden happened Wednesday? He's at a You're Mac. A child. He's he's at the Mack truck plant where they make Mack trucks, and he says he used to drive an eighteen wheeler. Did he? Honest to God, no, he didn't. He never drove. Well, an 18. how do you know that? Because they've already the White House is already saying. Well, he meant to say that he's been an 18-wheeler before they're already backtracking on that he's never driven an 18-wheeler <laughs> here it's like i find something find that it's like it's like okay this guy's like <laughs> i love it i think i sent it to you didn't i didn't i send you the clip Mm-mm. i thought i sent it to you let me see if i can find it real quick 
Here, hold on, hold on. Here, hold on. Okay, ready? Here, listen. Take place in the next 10 years that you're not going to believe. Yeah. And it's going to be, and anyway. And if we I don't do drive an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. Oh, I wish oh, yeah. I that's I awesome. got to. I used to drive an 18-wheeler, man. That's what he said. He's with he's 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 in the Mack truck plant. I don't know where where it's at, Indiana or something like that. And he's with the guys on the on the on the on the production floor. And of he's course, bonding and making a a moment that he's a regular guy. Shelly, you know what? I used to be an air traffic controller. Only in your dreams, Brad. I did, and you know what? I used to work on all the aviation equipment out of Lambert. And 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 Shelly, you know that that radar antenna that spins around on top of the, the the tower out there in Lambert? It's called a sail. Yeah. Okay. I I put that up there. No, I I know you didn't do that and, because I know who did and, put that up there. And those seven forty sevens. One one day when I was working the air traffic controller, I, I I'm telling this is a true story. Joe Biden was there with me, and this air, this seven forty seven was coming in, and the nose gear wouldn't come down. So what Joe and I did was we went out at the end of the runway. And we got this big, we got one of those bucket trucks, you know, we, like for the FAA has those big bucket trucks. And, yes. and we, we got our little portable radios and we said to the, the pilot, okay, we're at the end of the runway and Joe and I are standing in this bucket truck. And when you come over, we're going to yank that wheel down real quick. So when that 747 came in, came in like about 50 feet over the ground and we were in the, Joe and I were in the bucket truck and we both jumped up at the same time and he grabbed the left side of the, the, the nose wheel. I grabbed the right side of the nose wheel and the nose wheel came down, plane landed. People got off the plane. Uh, Joe and I were out in the runway. The, the, the passengers were like hugging and kissing. Oh my God, you saved our lives. That was me and Joe Biden. You're so full of it, Brad. <laughs> you are full of BS this morning. <laughs> so you had all this stuff to talk about this hour, so talk about it. Jim Doyle, a great radio guy, unfortunately passed away, I believe, Wednesday. Um, Jim was most recently working at 107.3. People going, 107.3? You're 107.1. Who's 107.3? That's the classical music station. that used to be 99.1 until the God Squad people bought their station away from them. Um, Jim Doyle was a great guy. I never worked with him. A lot of people in town did. Um, to me, he was not a radio guy because you know why he wasn't a radio guy? Why? He was smart. He was intelligent. He was very, very good looking dude. And he wasn't a weirdo. So he couldn't have been a radio guy, but he masqueraded as a radio guy for years and he fit in with the rest of us, uh, which is sort of weird. We're always like, you know, Jim, you, you're a good looking guy and you got a brain in your head and you could do something, you know, you could, you could do something better than radio you you could be a trash man you could be better than radio you could be a trash collector oh no you know they make almost a hundred thousand dollars a year oh brad i I sort of enjoy radio no great guy seriously died of a heart attack um i think he was on vacation the story is still a little bit up in the air as to where he died but supposedly he died of a heart attack so that's sad Um, i'm sorry that you lost your friend well, I didn't know him that well. I met him a few times, but I mean, he his was... His reputation preceded well, him. Well, he was one of those consummate professional radio guys that there's so few of anymore. Even back in the day, there weren't a lot of them. You know, instead he had like Kevin Matheny who, who like, you know, Kevin Matheny got hit by a car one time on, on, uh, he was in Clayton and he got hit by a car. You know why he got hit by a car? No. They have the white lines there in, in Clayton, you know, between, you know, the separate, you know, the two lanes of traffic and he was trying to snort the line. Oh my! <laughs> was that nice? No. Uh, well, that's how Kevin died, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, if 
you don't know who Kevin Matheny is, he was my ex-boss who left the original KSLQ to take the job at WNBC. And if you ever watch the movie Private Parts, uh, he's played by, what's the guy's name that is like the real good actor and he's all sorts of different crazy movies. He's paid, played by, uh, he's in that movie Sideways and stuff like that. Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. Um, and, and the amazing thing is that Paul Giamatti looked a lot like Kevin Matheny. Um, okay, so Jim Doyle, sad that he's passed away. Um, you know, they just don't make him like him, him anymore. And it is true. Um, a lot of people in the radio business have tremendous high feelings of him. I, I just knew him professionally, met him a few times, always liked the way he sounded. Yeah, he had that be- deep, beautiful, you know, deep voice that nobody wants anymore. You got to sound like this now to be in the radio. You got to sound like Ryan Seacrest. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest, and even though I'm 48 years old, I got a voice like I'm a 16-year-old, and I got, I got pimples in my voice. Can you feel the pimples in my voice? Boy, you are just, your swath is wide today, isn't it? My goodness. I got a compliment yesterday. I got a compliment and insult in the same in the same sentence. So, what was it? The compliment was something to the effect of, that thing you do, that radiopoop.com thing is really stupid, but you're a good writer. That's true. <laughs> It's like it's like okay that's like that's like well, I won't say what's like okay um, Biden tractor trailer we did that Jim Doyle the Olympics okay can I ask you a question are you watching any of the Olympics no are you, here's my thing I'm like so tired of hearing about Simone Biles I mean like okay I get it she's got some issues and she's on the sidelines okay let's move on there's a lot of these other people that are out there busting their hump matter of fact the gal who was like her underling won the won the the gold medal you know yay i say you know let's let's talk about her not not simone biles anymore and then there's this thing do you know what a mung is a what a mung h-m-o-n-g The lady who no. won the Olympic gold medals, who was behind Simone Biles, she's a Hmong. H-M-O-N-G. And I'm not making this up. Is that a nationality? Is that a name? Yes. What is that? There is an eth- According to uh, this article in the Washington Post, Hmongs are displaced ethnic group from Southeast Asia. And uh, there were a lot of them in Vietnam. And after the Vietnam War ended, a lot of them came to the United States. Uh, they got, uh, um, you know, a political asylum. And they ended up, of all places, okay, if you're in Vietnam, you know, a very warm country with jungles and things like that, where would you end up? Where would be a great place for you if you were used to living in the hot, temperate climates? Where do you think would be a good place to live? Klondike Park. Minneapolis. They all ended up in Minneapolis they did yes honest to god that's where she's from she's from minneapolis and um it's interesting because i read the bio on her yesterday most most uh gymnasts start like when they're like you know you know like the doctor delivers them and they they put them in the little incubator or you know not the incubator they take them in like the little the mater- NICU. maternity room you know not you know and and you know you can look through the window and then an hour after they're old the, the parents got them on the parallel bars you know what i'm saying but she didn't start gymnastics until she was like six or seven, which is like, oh my God, she was old. You can imagine that. She she was six or seven when she started doing gymnastics. She was old. Anyway, uh, she is, I think she's 18. Isn't that incredible? I mean, incredible thinking that when you were in high school, somebody that you were in high school with could have been like an Olympic athlete. Not at my high school, they weren't. You know, we had, well, I take that back. 
we had back in the day when I went to high school, they had a Olympic beer drinking. A couple guys that I went to high school with were, were gold medalists. <laughs> Whatever. It's true. <laughs> You've got me hanging on my seat, and then you come up with that. Well, it's true. Anyway, That's she's funny. a she's a mung, and if you want to, if you if you go onto Wikipedia to tell you the whole story, um, it's a very small, and essentially they're 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 Asians. Um, and her name is Sunisa, S-U-N-I-S-A, Lee, and a very attractive young lady. I say, hooray for her, and let's concentrate on her, and let's forget about Simone Biles, because I've listened to the radio this morning. I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning driving around fixing transmitters, and every stupid newscast I hear, and Simone, they start up with, and Simone Biles congratulated Sunisa Lee. Okay, let's forget about Simone Biles because she's on the sidelines. Let's talk about these other people. I want to hear about Sunisa Lee. I had to go to find out more about this. I had to go dig up. I had to dig through Wikipedia to find out about Sunisa Lee, find out her background, find, you know, read more about Mungs. I didn't know what Mungs were. I wasn't exactly sure. I thought they were more like Tibetan kind of people, you know, from China, but they're actually not from that area. They're, well, they're that general, general area. They're from the Asia area, but they're typically in not where the Tibetan people are. Does that make any sense? It did. Funny um, enough. Smartest woman in the world says, only reason they're still talking about Simone is because she still has twisties and she's taking up spot all apparatus. Taking up spot on all apparatuses. What does that mean? I don't know. I didn't get the text. Smartest woman in the world or also says. Or maybe I did. Nope, um, didn't get it. Twisties. Right, isn't that what you put like in your hair? Uh, when, yes. Like women when they pull their hair back. No, that's a scrunchie. Scrunchie. What's the, what's the difference between a scrunchie and a twisty? Can you explain that to me, Shelley? You are right on top of that. <laughs> what's a what's a what's the difference between a twisty and a scrunchie? Well, the scrunchies <laughs> you scrunch and the twisties you twist. Okay. My mom used to always call those things you put around the bread. You know, she called those twisty twi- twisty twists. You know, like the little things that, like, they're like a piece of wire with, like, fabric over them, and you twist them around your bread? Yes. Twisty twists. That's what she called them. Um, it's one of the very few things that they, they've still kept giving to you when you get your bread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, have you noticed that? Yeah. You know, can I tell you something? Sure. On a, On the way to work this morning, I drove, you know, I drove, I drove 100 miles to get to work this morning. I tried to go to Walmart this morning. They were closed. What's the deal? Aren't they? Did you go to the big Walmart or the? I went to the one in Lake St. Louis. As a matter of fact, it was funny because because the guy said to me, I walked up and the security guard outside and he goes, you're not dressed properly. I go, this is Walmart. Yeah, but this is Lake St. Louis Walmart. We just don't let anybody in. They he didn't say that. Stop it. <laughs> oh, look, 721. Oh, we're not done yet. Come on, we got more stuff to talk about. So, well, what are we going to talk about? Okay, talk, so, talk about so, some more. so the Olympics. Okay, are you tired of hearing about Simone Biles and Megan Raponi? I'm I like, don't even know who she is. I haven't even heard about her. She's the gal that's like the, the pink-haired soccer person who's like, like married to somebody, a woman on the basketball team or something i'm going okay they got beat by by new zealand you know in you know or our whole one they got beat by swaziland the other night you know i'm going okay and she's the one that that tried to she sued the 
the because the men's soccer made lots of money and the women's didn't. And I get it. There's disparity, but you know, once again, the sad part of it is that talk to any sports person, even women. Do they go watch the women's basketball games? No, they go watch the men's basketball games. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just one of those things. And it's like, and let's let's be honest. Sports fans are really, really sort of snooty. Because remember, you don't remember this, but way back when we broadcast the River City Rascals, and uh, we did we did part of the games, and KFNS did the other games, and KFNS would never, ever, ever talk about the River City Rascals, never. And I ran into one of the guys at KFNS, who shall remain nameless, uh, Randy Carricker, um, and he essentially said, uh, "That's that's junk sports. The River City Rascals were junk sports, junk sports." Because it wasn't professional, it wasn't major league, it wasn't big time, so they're junk sports. And the same thing like with the, uh, the River City, Missouri River Otters, junk sports. They weren't the blues. By the way, have you heard all the crazy stuff going on with the, the Cardinals, the guy wearing the masks, all that kind of stuff? Here's what I don't understand. If you're walking around in the concourse, one of the private clubs, you have to have the mask on, but once you sit down in your seat, you don't have your mask on. Explain that to me. You're sitting next to somebody, you're breathing their breath, it's coming out of their mouth, and you don't have, you know, because, you know, when you sit in the stands, you're shoulder to shoulder, literally, right? Yes. So why is that you don't have to have your mask on then? To me, it would be like more to the point where like, okay, when you're out in the stands where you're close to someone, that's when you should have the mask on. But when you're out walking around in the concourse, no, that's when you have to have your mask on. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yet one of life's mysteries. And why is it that when you go to Quickie Mart, the donuts that have a hole in them are more than the donuts that don't have a hole in them? That in itself is is a conundrum, isn't it? <laughs> and and here we go again. What happened to all the change? I heard this guy yesterday on NPR talking about why if you go into like I went into three Quickie Marts yesterday and all three of them have signs on the counter. We need change. Matter of fact, I bought I bought a bag of potato chips on the way in the work this morning, and it was it was like a buck fifty seven, and I gave her a dollar and two quarters and a dime, and I said keep the pennies. She says I I wouldn't been able to give you any pennies anyway because I don't have any pennies. Sign says wow. What's going on? Why why is the change disappeared again? Why is that? And I asked the guy yesterday at the Quickie Mart. I go why is it? He says he says he says Brink services us with with change. He says. They don't have any change. Brinks people don't have any any change. They come in, usually they bring in a big bag of money and a big bag of change. They just bring in a big bag of money, no change. I don't get it. Why why are we short on change again? I don't know. You know what? Well, some of them said that they weren't using it. Well, you know what the other thing is? You know what's interesting? What's that? The the futures when the stock market opens this morning, they talk about the futures. Amazon is like down six percent. Really? Yeah, you know why? They're getting hammered? No. Because now that people actually can go out and shop, online shopping has has sharply declined. There's not nearly as many people buying stuff online anymore. Because people are actually <gasps> getting in their cars and <gasps> going to the store. Going to the store and actually <gasps> physically touching stuff in a store and putting it in their shopping cart and checking it out. Oh my oh god. Oh my. <laughs> and there's no UPS guy involved. There's no there's no prime dude show up and you know, do you ever see, you know, 
Did you ever see the door, the ring cameras where these, the, the Amazon, I have. the yes. Amazon we guys, don't have one, but yes, I've seen them. They stand at the street and like they throw the packages from the street onto their front porch. They do do that. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> he shoots, he scores. Yeah. Okay. What time is it? It's 726. What time was it again? 726. What time? Stop it. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. The web address for the radio station that we're on right now is Westplex 1071, or it could be on AM 1350, KRAP. That web address is crap, krap.website. Unfortunately, we're not in KSOQ this morning. That's a long, a long crazy story, uh, which if Shelly wants me to tell, I'll tell that story. And um, what is else I was going to say? Um, you there, Shelly? She's not. Um, I found this article, and this is sort of interesting. We just talked about uh, Sunista Lee, who is the Olympic uh, champion who won the gold, uh, and she's a Hmong, H-M-O-N-G, Sunisa Lee. I said Sunista, Sunisa Lee. Um, here's interesting. After her father, John Lee, was paralyzed two years ago from a fall, the Hmong community bought T-shirts and donated money at the Twin Cities Hmong New Year to support the family. Earlier this month, friends and family celebrated outside the Lee residence on St. Paul's East Side for an Olympic send-off party. Lee is the first Hmong American Olympian, but that's not the sole inspiration for these acts of service. Showing up for one another in the fabric is the fabric in our culture because it has been the key to surviving centuries of genocide. The support Lee's family and community have shown her is very definition of, and he lists a, a word here. I can't read it. It's a hmong, yuang, to some blong hmong, something like that. You there, Shelly? I am here. Okay. Uh, which leads me to, uh, you know, once again, we're a multicultural show, and we have listeners from all over the country. Matter of fact, listeners from all over the world. This guy right here. Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say... You got it going on, girlfriend. Rock on, sister. I'm telling you, we have listeners. <laughs> that was so cute. Every time I hear that. Do the other one. <laughs> I love it. Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? <laughs> okay, so yesterday. Oh, and this is the only sound effect I have. <laughs> That's you, your goofy thing. Okay. <laughs> no, this is a sound effect Shelly has. I'm an unadulterated fan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That must be it. So tell us what happened. Yesterday at 1234, I remember it well, the alarms go off on my phone and KSLQ drops off the air. Uh, not the transmitter. Transmitter's on, but the audio's gone because we're now sending the audio to the transmitter site via internet. Okay. So far, the internet's been good. I call up the company, and I'm not going to embarrass CenturyLink by telling their name on the air, but I call up the company, and you know, after going through 42 voice prompts, and then having a, th I timed it the third time, a three-minute dissertation from the voicemail dude telling you, here's our new procedure for when a CenturyLink employee comes to your house or business. You must stay back six feet. Do not approach him. And they go, oh, do you understand these rules and regulations? Yes, I do. Okay, will you fix my internet? So I talked to the lady, um, and she comes back on the phone. She goes, well, the problem is your internet, internet connection was, was canceled in June. I'm like, internet canceled in June? Yes, it was canceled in June. 
Okay, then why did it work up until like 45 minutes ago and all of a sudden it just died? I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me talk to my supervisor. So she comes back on the line. No, no, no. Your, uh, your internet's not been canceled. It's still in service, but there's a technical problem. And I'm going to put together a service ticket for you. Okay, fine. And she says, someone will be reaching out to you to try to repair it. Okay, fine. So I go out to the transmitter site yesterday afternoon, and it's broke. And I call the 800 number again, and I get to, I get to Bob in China, or Bob in India. And Bob goes, has, do, has me do all these things, has me reset this, and stand on my toes, you know, and touch my, my, my groin while I'm spinning around on my pirouette, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the usual stuff, you work on your computer. And then Bob, after rebooting my modem three times, says, I think it's broken. So, so he tells me, says, are you leasing that modem from us? Yes. And matter of fact, I was told to lease the modem from them because they said if you buy the modem, they don't support it. But if you lease the modem, that they'll support it and they give you next day service. So he says to me, I'm going to transfer you over to our, our uh, what do you call it? The supplement, not the supplement, uh, the fulfillment service. Uh, section where they will fulfill your order for your new modem and he says now it'll cost you $22.99 for next day air I go not a problem I'll have it tomorrow so he patches me over to the uh, lady at the fulfillment center and she informs me there is no overnight service anymore they'll get my new modem out to me Wednesday keep in mind yesterday was Thursday so did you (laughs) ask her if there was somewhere you could pick it up and of course I did and she says no and what's interesting is I've actually had, I talked about this before one time I had an issue like this, and people text me, go down this micro center. Unfortunately, this is a DSL modem. For some crazy reason, micro center no longer sells DSL modems. They only sell cable modems. If you have like Century, not Century, if you have like, like um, um, Charter, Spectrum, you can go down and buy a modem which will work on their service. But... If you have CenturyLink, you have to have a DSL modem, and they don't sell DSL modems. Although I will call today just to make sure that's still the case. So she tells me that <laughs> that I won't have it till 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 uh, Wednesday of next week. And then she says, "Now you have to agree to our terms of service." And I go, "Well," and she says, "I'm going to text you the terms of service, and when I when I texted you, there's going to be a link, and you have to click on the link." And that will essentially uh, you uh, show that you agree to our terms of service. And I'll see when you click on the link. So she sends me the text, and guess what? I can't click on the link because my phone will not, at least on the cell side I'm on, it won't support phone conversation and Internet at the same time. Get what I'm saying? So it tells me, yes. it tells me I'm sorry, but, you know, if a little thing comes out, I'm sorry, but you're on the phone right now, and you cannot do this on the Internet. So she says to me, how about if I email it to you? I said, I think that's going to be the same problem. So she emails me the link, and the same problem, I go to my email. It doesn't work. So she says, okay, so you here's what you have to do. You have to verbally hear our terms of service. I go, verbally hear them? She says, yeah, I'm going to patch you into our terms of service for your modem. And so she does this, and I'm, I swear to God, it was five minutes of some woman. Now, if you did this, blah, 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 we're not responsible for this and this and this and this, blah, 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 five minutes of this, and then she comes back on the line. Okay, do you agree to all that? Yes, I do. Okay, thank you. Will you send me my modem tomorrow? No, it'll be then Wednesday. 
I'm going, holy crap. You need to call back up there and say, could you please speak with the manager? Okay. And they say, well, I can help you. And I'm like, no. Can I, can I? You really don't get paid enough to get, to take my wrath. I really need to speak with your supervisor because okay. I need this tomorrow. And I need to talk to somebody that can make this happen. Let me tell you my, my story with CenturyLink. Now their business division is called Lumen, okay? Their headquarters is out at 40 and 141. That big building used to be originally was, it was, it was, it's been a bunch of different things. It was really, I think it was originally, it was Philips Fiber, and then it was, and then it was Savis, and then it was CenturyLink. Now it's Lumen, okay? And you know the story. I'm trying to get internet at one of our transmitter sites, and the only person that has anything close is CenturyLink. So I'm calling the 800 numbers. Nobody can help me. I get, I, I start, I start talking to people. Matter of fact, my service guy, when we're having work done at one of our sites, I said, can you give me an inside number? And he goes, yeah, try this number. I call, and nobody can talk to me. So one day, I jump in my truck, and I drive out to 40 and 141. I park in the parking lot. I walk in through the entrance. I mean, I'm in the corporate headquarters, okay? And the security guard stops me. Sir, you don't have an ID badge. I go, I'm a customer. He goes, you can't go. You can't go any farther. You have to stop right here. I said, I want to talk to somebody about fiber. And he says to me, there's nobody in this building who can talk to you about fiber. There's no fiber representatives here. I go, what are you doing in this building? Well, this is all corporate stuff. There's no fiber people. Okay. So he gives me an 800 number. He says, call this 800 number. I go out in the parking lot. I grab my phone. I call the number. And the number says, I'm sorry. We're having technical problems. Please call back later. Okay. So finally, I get the name from a service guy, great guy by the name of Dave. Don't want to say his name. This will probably get him in trouble. I tell him my problem not being able to get uh, fiber. So he says, hey, call this guy. I go, who is he? He says, he's one of our fiber sales guys. So I call the guy, and guess where his office is? Where? At 4141. <laughs> he's in the building <laughs> that the security guard told me nobody in that building could help me because there's no, there's no fiber people in that building. I'm going like, I go like. Interesting. I mean, imagine you and I doing business that way. And someone would call us up and say, hey, I heard your show in the morning. Can I buy that Trimocast? Well, uh, no, you can't. Uh, you can't talk. I can't sell it to you, but Brad can sell it to you. Okay, what's Brad's number? So you give him a number, and you give him the wrong phone number, and then they call you back. Oh, that's the wrong number. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, here's his right number. So you give him, you give him num- another number, and that's the wrong number. Finally, you third time, you give him the right number, and he calls me. Uh, sorry, I can't help you. Shelly has to help you. Okay, how long will we be in business like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't know? that how we do it now? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's how we, it's 742 that's how we right shelly that was a good one i like that that's exactly the way we conduct business right now <laughs> you call shelly and she gives you the wrong number three times then you call me i tell i tell you to call shelly and then when you call shelly no brad told me to talk to you oh that's right yeah i can't sell you advertise yeah how much do you want right <laughs> <laughs> it is 742 you're so funny. You are. Little sneaker. <laughs> Listen to you. Uh, it is BS in the morning. Our last break. We're gone till uh, Monday, right? Yep. And Monday's when Tracy Station comes on the air. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? <laughs> Enthralled. <laughs> I'm. I'm so excited. She blocked. I told you she blocked me from my from her from Facebook page. I mean, yeah, but she didn't block me. Here I'm trying to here I'm trying to help her out. You know, and, and I Brad, you've always tried to help her out. 
sincerely. Let's not talk about it, shall we? No, sincerely. I mean, I'm trying to help. Just like, like you know, Jeff Alien. He blocked me, too. Did he really? Oh, yeah. 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 He got mad because I made the comment about that they put their studios in Union Station. Here, You know, once again, here's a dude, a bunch of conservative dudes who don't like Democrats. They don't like the fact that they have to pay all these taxes. And where do they put their studios? In the old Casey Studios down at Union Station. We're talking about 1019, new radio station on the air, uh, new talk station. And they're paying that 1% city tax. Now, if they're gonna if they're gonna walk the walk, talk the talk. If they're gonna talk the talk, walk the walk. Move the studios out to like Wentzville or something like that, or or you know Franklin County. Put them in Washington, you know. Matter of fact, and Ralph can cut the grass there. Um, our, our <laughs> did, I, did I tell you I got the call from the city guy? In oh, you did. Oh yeah, yeah. It was you didn't tell me. Super nice guy. Want to know why what did he say? You want to know why I didn't cut the grass at the radio station? I go, because I don't own that building anymore. We sold it. Well, who owns it? I go, Ralph does. Here's his number. Call him. Yep. Cool. Yep. So, <laughs> I don't understand. That's funny. Don't understand that. I was wondering how long that was going to take. If you're, if, you're, if you're trying to sell a building, don't you think you'd meet, at least want to make it a little bit presentable? Don't you think? A little bit, like, yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're going to, I mean, like, what do most people do when they sell their house? They paint the walls, you know, they cut the grass. Then maybe, you know, maybe you get a new roof put on. Although nowadays, you don't have to do any of that. You know, if you say, ah, I'm going to put my house on the market for $300,000, somebody go, I'll pay you $600,000 for it. Well, let me, first off, let me tell you, the foundation's shifting and the plumbing's no good. Oh, uh, uh, $700,000. And the air conditioner is yeah, you you sit there and you make fun of that, but um, we have lake property down in Branson. We're trying to uh, yeah get rid of and not get rid of. We're trying to um, gently let it go to another family to enjoy. Yeah, I've got lake property in Crapville. I know you also have a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> I do have lake property in Crapville, and I know you do. <laughs> I remember I got another one of those calls the other day. The guy called me up and says, "How come your your old stupid trucks parked out on Highway 47?" I go, "It's the crap truck." Because that's where the radio station is. That's the crap truck. Well, it's an eyesore. And I said to him, "I go, what are you driving, dude?" <laughs> you, know, I mean, like, you know, it passed inspection. Remember, we took it. Remember, I told yes, you it did. I, it, I, it absolutely did pass inspection. And I fixed nothing on it. It passed inspection exactly. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, I took it in, and you said that's not going to pass. Oh, you watch; it'll pass inspection. Passed inspection. Not a darn thing wrong with that truck. It's got three hundred eighty-five thousand, three hundred eighty-eight thousand miles on it. It's just getting broken in. And you know, it's not in, not in bad shape. It's only hit about twenty deer. You know. It's only had, you know, new front end put on it twice and new bed put on it, you know, when the deer... You know, did I ever tell you that story about what happened to that truck? I, you know, no. I can't have a new vehicle. I mean, if if, if I bought you, a new... You you are hell on windshields. I, I'm telling you. If, if I... Everything I have ever owned, I don't care if I pick it up from the dealership. It's brand new. By the time I get it home, the windshield's cracked. <laughs> I'm exaggerating just a little bit. Everything I own has a cracked windshield. And it's to the point where it's not like I'm driving like, you know, in East St. Louis and people are shooting at me or stuff like that. It's just like I just get cracked windshields. And it's crazy weird stuff like that. You know, I, get, I don't know what it is. But to the point where I had a friend of mine used to always say, hey, you know how when you get a new car, it says you always, you know, you know, loathe the day you come out and somebody's opened their door on it, you got a door ding. 
And I go, yeah. He says, here's what I do. He says, when I pick my new car up from the dealership, I just take a hammer with me. I just you know, put a dent in the door right away. Going like, okay, no, it's not new anymore. I don't have to worry about it. And he says that then nobody will ever hit it with their door. He said that repels people from hitting it with their door. If you just go it ahead. It probably does. Just <laughs> hit it with a hammer, put a dent in it. <laughs> okay. Because otherwise, because, you know, he's saying, I mean, he's kidding about this. People go, oh, look at that new car. Oh, nobody's digging the door yet. Watch this. Bonk. <laughs> we'll show that guy. He's got a nice car. We can't have that. There's this video. I mean, I, once again, I don't understand people. I mean, I see nice cars and I'm appreciative of, the, of them. You know, I don't care. Yes. You know, I mean, if it's a Ferrari, whatever, I think to myself, A, nice car. B, I want to know what that guy does. C, how, you know, how did he make that money? You know what I mean? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to go, okay, this guy's obviously got some cash. You know, how in the world did he do that? I want to find out how I made that money. There's these videos. There's one of them where these two guys are driving around. I think it's in San Francisco. And they're driving around, and they come to a traffic light, and this homeless guy picks up a rock and just smashes the windshield of this Lamborghini. Oh, really? Yeah, just smashes the windshield. Like, you know, okay, whatever. And the guy jumps out of the car and chases him down the street. You know, I'm going like, why would you do that? I don't understand that. Why? Because somebody has something new. Why would, why do you, why is that bad? I'm appreciative, you know. He was jelly. I guess. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like have you ever seen the have you ever seen the videos of of AOC? Of what? AOC, you know. No, I don't watch that. Of her, of her parking or Tesla in the no parking zone all the time. <laughs> and no, seriously, there's all these cam these security camera videos of her parking at Tesla in no parking zones all over DC and New York where she lives. She just you know she's she's a congressman. She can do whatever she wants. And now they got the new thing. They just passed two billion dollars for extra security at the Capitol at the Capitol building in DC. Two billion with a B. What are they going to have? A million police officers, 24 hours a day. Two billion dollars. I mean, you could build you could build ten new Capitol buildings for two billion dollars, right? I don't get that. What are they they're probably going to have them stationed at every exit, every entrance, every. Every. Already, the goofy thing is they have now they have the. I, I read this story this morning. It's a true story. If you go into the Capitol building, if you're like Joe Citizen, if, if, first off, you can get into the Capitol building. If you don't have a mask on, you'll be arrested. But if you're representative, they won't arrest you. Now, explain that one to me. That's like if you're driving down a highway at 100 miles an hour, like Shelly, and she gets pulled over, and the cops go, I'm going to write you a ticket. And she goes, I'm a, I'm a U.S. representative. Well, in that case... Don't um, you know who yeah, I don't am? Don't you know who I am, right? In that case, you're a U.S. representative. Yeah. Can, can I ride in front of you with my lights and siren on? We'll go to 120. Where are you going? I'll get you there even quicker, right? What? Never mind. We're done. Tell me what you said. I said... Rum, 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 rum. Okay, what did I... You did not. Tell me what you said. Okay. Listen carefully. Okay. Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say... You got it going on, girlfriend. Rock on, sister. <laughs> that's what I said. Of course, that's what you said. Everybody have a great weekend. Today is Friday. This has been Brad and Shelly, and you've been listening to BS in the Morning. Um, BSinTheMorning.show and uh, Westplex1071.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace. 756.